I'm going to make him an offer, Captain. six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Your boy, Just James. Just James from the Bronx. It's like old times, bro. Just me and you. Right. That's how I like it, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> a little one-on-one quality chat. Sometimes I like it. Just a one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, best wishes, you know, to Grandmaster B. He caught a little bug, so he's out this week. In, uh, Hollywood. New job. Kicking. Just unable to kind of make it all get together. But we will eventually. We will be back in the saddle before you know it. Yeah. So, uh in the meantime, episode 37, we're going to wrap a little bit about passions today. And uh, yeah, man, we're just going to let it rip. So, Just James, you've been hit with the bug as well, my man. So how you feeling, bro? Tell the uh, tell the audience what you've been going through and whatnot. Yeah, man, I got the COVID, got the vid, the Rona, whatever you want to call her. Uh, she finally got me. Just had a really bad cough, stuffy nose. Um, little bit of like plug in my right ear, like feeling like, you know, I was underwater. Uh, wasn't too bad. I don't know though, man. It's really weird. Today, I feel the best I've ever felt, but I feel like my chest, like it's for the. It's really weird. It's like my cough now feels like it's struggling. You know what I mean? Like it feels mm. like feels like I smoked a lot of cigarettes today. That's what's so it's really strange. You got the you got the heavy chest then. Yeah, yeah. I got a heavy chest today. It's very weird. I mean, it doesn't feel crazy, but it's like. It, it feels like when I cough, I'm actually trying to get something out, which I didn't feel like that before. Before, it felt more of like a throat irritation that would make me cough. And uh, today, it's like I feel perfectly fine, but my chest feels a little tight. So the coughing is weird, but um, yeah. definitely over the worst of it. Well, you know, when I was talking to the woman from the CDC back when I had it, because I had like a dry cough towards the end. Yeah. And uh, she's like, that's actually a good thing. So the virus isn't settling in your chest and it's like your body's trying to basically get it out of you. And it's, it's, that means you're towards the end of it based on what she told me. So hopefully it's the same for you. Um, but yeah, it was a long freaking two weeks, man. And I know talking to you uh, Saturday when we were FaceTime and you looked rough, sounded rough. Yeah. You know, and um, you look and sound much better today, man. So hopefully uh, you're on the mend. And I just, I don't know about you, dude. I just know so many people. <coughs> Um, that have come down with it lately, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it seems like it's getting everybody this time around that it didn't get last time. That's kind of what it's it feels like to me. Like a lot of people, like you just said, that never had it before are getting it now. And right. yeah, it's, it's it's very weird. But um, yeah. So if I call, if I keep coughing, I apologize. But uh, I'm definitely over the worst of it. Like my body feels great. I never had any body aches, no pains, no um I had like a like a really small headache in the beginning, but it went away. Um so I'm thankful I didn't get have any like fever or anything that kept me, you know. I think that one day when I talked to you and I was sounding really bad, it was just more annoying cuz I was so congested. Uh yeah. I pretty much just stayed in bed all day. 
Um, but other than that, I was actually working out and stuff and, and feeling pretty good. But yeah, dude, it's it's getting this one's bad. This one's going around. It's just definitely more contagious. Yeah, I think it's more contagious and at least it's uh some of the symptoms are more like the common um cold. But I think you're right, more and more people are catching it this time, vaxxed or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like uh we were up north, you know, at a family get together and it kinda got passed around a little bit. My son ended up coming down with it, so he's out of school, but he feels fine, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Thank God, uh, he, he has no symptoms, and I feel great. You know, obviously had to uh, miss work for a little bit. Um, went back today, though. Feel good. Um, finally started working out, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it felt amazing today. Just put the jams on. Well, I've been trying to do it in, like, levels, you know what I mean? Make sure the levels are good, and... Um, <laughs> You know, I've been trying to like curb my diet a little bit, you know, so for the last, I think I had fast food one time this year and it was like a a quick Mickey D's trip, but I just, I'm I'm really like down with cooking and uh, first day back to work, pack my lunch, um, saving a little coin too. Um, So yeah, just, just trying to get right, man. Try to do whatever I can to stay healthy, you know, sipping on a little tea with a honey and a lemon right now as we speak, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, dude, they say like, you know, 80 to 85% of just looking good and feeling good is diet. So obviously, you know, once you get back in that rhythm of working out, if you're already eating good, everything's going to fall in place. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, you know, your body's your temple. You got to kind of take care of it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that more than ever. I think a lot of people try to get on that kick too in the beginning of the year. And it's kind of the hardest to stay into it. It's it's good mm. to start, but it's hard to stay into it. Once you just build that habit, though, it should be good. Yeah, again, those routines and habits, I think they're so important. <laughs> just don't put too much pressure on yourself. That's why I was like, you can't sometimes come out of the gate guns blazing. You know what I mean? Look at all the people that caught COVID. You know, that put a damper on your plans. But if you let it mess with your psyche, it can really throw you off your game. So if you're down, you know, do what you can at home. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you still still were working out. Um, those little things, those little changes that you can make can go a long way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. So, yeah, well, what else is going on, man? Any headline news out there in the Bronx? Uh, yeah, man. Actually, um, there was like a house fire or an apartment fire. Um, I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago. 19 people killed, man. Oh, man. Yeah. That's terrible. Nine of them were children. Jesus. Seriously? Yep. Caused by a faulty space heater. See, those things are, I'm telling you, man, those things are bad news. You got to really be on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's super dangerous. Um, That's the only thing I can think of in the Bronx specifically. But did you hear that Bob Saget died? I did. Yeah. I was actually just going to bring that up, man. Danny Tanner, dude. Full house. I know, dude. It's crazy. Um... I saw the I saw the headline randomly, and then uh, I saw he he had posted something on Instagram like 16 hours prior to to his death. Like that's kind of eerie. Hmm. What did he say? Do you know? Uh, I guess he had just done a two hour comedy special, so he was talking about how he he felt great to be on stage for two hours. Didn't even feel like two hours. Like he was killing it. He's like, I just caught the comedy bug again. I can't wait to see what's in store for the future. Just super positive. And it was like a selfie of him on stage after he after he just finished his comedy show. Wow. 
I mean, talk about a, a funny dude too, man, with the presence and he's going to have a great legacy. You know, it's part of the, as we get older, it's part of your childhood. You know I mean? All these famous actors and musicians that are uh, passing away, you know, uh, it's just really unfortunate, dude. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's, I mean, it's crazy. Like when I saw Full House when I was a little kid, just kept watching it over and over again. And it's funny how clean he was on that show versus like his stand-up because i saw some of his stand-up comedy and that dude was dark man i'm like damn yeah real, real dirty too right but yeah, so r.i.p though man yeah r.i.p man bob saget so um i was gonna tell you did you see that uh jorge and colby covington are gonna uh lock horns in march i saw it dude i'm hyped for that i'm hyped for that now, who do you got early prediction uh colby Colby. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfor not unfortunately. I don't want to say that because uh, it's not that I don't like Colby, but um, I really I kind of want Jorge to win, but um, I've just I don't, it's something about these wrestlers, dude. Their stamina is just crazy. Um, it, I, unless he hits them with a flying knee like he did Ben Askren, I don't really see him being able to get Colby off of him. You know. Right. I'm curious to see how Jorge comes back, you know? I mean, obviously, he could talk shit with the best of them. You know, he's a he's a great fighter. But uh, I think Kobe's a dog, man. I think he, he gave, uh, you know, like you said, Usman all he could handle in the last one. And yeah. I think a uh, little time off for Jorge is going to work against him in this one. I think I, I'm going to have to roll with Kobe, too. Even though I love game bread, it's my guy. But I just feel, I feel like Kobe's going to clip his ass this time, man. Yeah, it sucks, man. It's like it, it, it's crazy because I think Jorge's got great um, stand up, and I think that uh, I think Jorge can outbox Colby, but I don't think Colby's going to keep it on the feet. I think Colby's going to tie him up, and we saw what happened with uh, with Usman. Even when Usman didn't do good in the first fight, like just holding him against the cage and stomping his feet and wearing him down was enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel like yeah. if Colby gets a hold of him, man, it's like he's just gonna take all his power, drain his stamina. But unless unless uh, Jorge can hit him hard enough, but even then, we've seen Colby fight with a broken jaw against Usman and still keep going. So he he never quit, you know. Yeah, no, that's facts. But um, yeah. <clears throat> so did you hear about this story? So the first ever pig to human heart transplant. No, I didn't. Yeah, so this is the first of its kind. Uh, so basically, this they're saying this offers hopes to millions or thousands in need of organs. So he's gone three days, I think. Four, it might be four or five days now. And everything is going to plan, which is crazy to even think about. Um, yeah, so it happened at the University of Maryland. And uh, gene edited, you know what I mean? So I think the the pig is obviously... Uh, raised to do this, you know, I'm sure whatever they did, what they had to do. I just find this so interesting, man, for whatever reason. Um, if this helps save lives, dude, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where did they, um, where did they get the pig from though? Do you know? I don't know. It wasn't in the, um, the article I read. Damn. I'm wondering if they, did they kill the pig like specifically for this or was the pig already dead or did they give yeah. the pig the dude's heart too? Like to try, like what the fuck, man? Like they sh <laughs> they should have at least did a fair swap, bro. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, they should have. They should have did something for the pig, man. Nah, yeah. If you just sacrifice the pig, that's kind of fucked up. But I mean, because <laughs> I don't know that dude. You know what I mean? That pig could have been cool as shit, and that guy could have been an asshole. 
So right, right, right. It's cool. It's cool they did that, but damn, man, I'd like to know more about that pig's life and his story. You know what I'm saying? If he had a wife and kids and shit. I mean, how bad would it be though? I'm sure. Obviously, my man had heart condition. Yeah. You know, what yeah. if they they slaughtered the pig and then sent them, you know, fifty pounds of bacon or something? <laughs> right. Just fucking woke him up and was like, yo. This is the motherfucker's heart that you got, but here's all this fucking bacon. <laughs> oh man. You know how you know how they say that bacon's bad for your heart? Like I wonder if I wonder if the pig's fucking body's bad for its own heart. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that dude yeah. maybe that dude can eat all the bacon he wants cuz that's the fucking heart it came from, you know what I mean? Yeah. You ever have pig's feet, dude? <laughs> nah. Nah, I never had. You ever fucked a pig, dude? <laughs> I can't say that I have. <laughs> you should try it sometime. <laughs> Not into that bestiality shit. <laughs> no, 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 but that's crazy, man. Damn. Uh that's yeah, that's wild, dude. I I I mean like it's crazy to to think that we're going to be able to use animal organs um to to help people. I mean I don't know. I could see like the animal activists getting getting in uh, you know, a little frustrated over this though too. Yeah, I could see that as well. But you know, there's that debate. I mean, I'm an animal lover, you know what I'm saying? And like say my dogs, I mean there's you had to choose between like your your family member and a dog. I mean, you're gonna choose your family member, right? Most of the time. Can't say all the time, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, nah, nah, dude. I ain't putting it. I'm, I'm not putting the dog down. I put grandma down before I put the dog down. She ain't been moving like she used to. Yeah, because at least the dogs will show you unconditional love always, you know. Right. I'll be like, grandma's always bitching at me. She's not making food anymore. You know what I mean? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a wild story. So it's crazy. All right, man. I guess we can get into the Phillies fives of the week. Let's do it. Let's do it. 24th Street Pizza has expanded their menu to offer new items like the Miami Steak Sub, Poutine, Nacho Supreme, Traverse City Salad, and even the Poho Mac and Cheese Pizza. Plus, with beer and wine and free delivery in Port Huron, there's no question what's for dinner. It's 24th Street Pizza. Yeah. All right. So what would make the world better if it was never invented? <clears throat> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... I'm going to go with the porn industry or any sort of normalization of sex for, for sport or, or business, I would say. Okay. So completely you do away with it entirely. Yeah. I mean, except like, I, like I want to go on record by saying this though. I know that they say, you know, prostitution is like the, the first known um, occupation or whatever, or the oldest Mm -hmm. occupation they say. So just for the record, like I wouldn't want any woman going to jail uh, for prostituting themselves. I think that if that's what you want to do, run your own business that way. That's on you. But um, I'm more or less talking about like an entire industry um, selling sex, you know. And it happens all the time. Like it could be, we see it on Instagram. It's like you scroll and you scroll and you scroll, and all you see are women kind of like uh, objectifying their body parts. Um. And I, it's weird because I I know that, like, modeling is a big deal. But mm. I was listening to this interview, and it was a guy. Uh, it was actually a guy. that was It was Lakeith Stanfield, <laughs> believe it or not. He's, you know, the actor from Uncut Gems, and, and he's in other oh, things. Yeah. But he uh, 
he used to be a model and he was on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel was like, what do you go to model school for? Like, what's the one piece of, th- what's one thing that you learned about modeling? And he was like, um, basically like to stay expressionless. Like you're trying to, you're trying to basically disappear behind the outfit. Like your goal is to sell the outfit that you're wearing, you know? Um, that makes sense. But with women specifically, I mean, men do this too. But I notice a lot of times with women, it's like you're either selling sex somehow. It's more the body image than it is yeah. the actual clothing that they're wearing. Or, um, And that's not all women. That's not all women. That's not all men. But just selling the idea of sex, I think, is kind of bad for people. Yeah. You know, and like porn can be addicting that we've talked about before, too. You know, that could be one of the, the main things. It's kind of taboo to talk about. And I don't think it's talked about enough. But I think that's a real thing, too. Oh, absolutely. You know? And it's not reality. You know, you can go on Pornhub and see literally anything at your fingertips. But, uh, yeah, I think that could be an issue, too. And it it has been. You've seen athletes and all kinds of people talk about it. Yeah. It's a real real thing. So I feel you on that. I mean, love sex. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, porn can be (laughs) a slippery slope. So I I get you with that. Uh, Mine was going to be like hardcore drugs, though. Hardcore drugs. Yeah, anything like, you know, heroin, anything shooting up, anything like that, man. I just feel like, how many lives has that ruined? You know what I'm saying? I'm not even talking about weed or, I guess you could probably throw, you know, coke in there too. Um, I think weed's like natural, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I really wouldn't include that. And like we talked about before, I think, you know, alcohol actually kills more people than weed does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah, I just feel like, you know, that a lot of people get hooked and, you know, it's destroyed so many lives and families that I feel like if, if that wasn't around, you know, don't hate me, dope boys. I know you got to make your living, but uh, <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, you know, that, that shit's bad, bad for the soul. It's poison. I, I agree, dude. I agree. It's crazy how something could be so simple, but it's so significant to... It has such an effect on the world, like as a whole, you know, and it's it's just crazy, and it can and it can make like the most normal person out of control. That's the crazy oh, thing sure. about drugs. Like you could you could hang out with a person who's completely sober, and they're they're an absolute gem, and then you you, you give them drugs, and that same person is just out of control. Yeah, or they they don't know how to function. They can't handle themselves around people, or you know what I'm saying. Just at that that flip switches and again it's a 180 i've seen it so many times yeah yeah no i agree man that's a that's a really good one it's i think both of those are good it would be interesting to see too like how many people's lives would uh like just or how many people that have been addicted to drugs if we could sort of like eliminate that whole thing in their lives how successful they would be or what they would add to society, like the positives they would add to society. Yeah. And I love hearing those, the comeback stories. You know what I mean? Those are always great. And I don't think it's, it's publicized enough. You know, you're always hearing about the bad stuff and the, the downfall of people. But when you hear that feel good story of somebody flipping it around, Mm -hmm. I I just, you know, it makes you feel good. Yeah. It gives you hope. And people that are in that same situation, gives them hope too you know i mean they can keep climbing and no matter where you're at there's a there's a way out you know and someone's always got it worse so if you look at it objectively like that 
and be, and be realistic the fact that it's going to take time. You know, it's baby steps. You know, you can definitely make powerful change. I agree. I agree. All right. So the next one I got, what food tastes better once it's been in the fridge overnight? Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with spaghetti. Um, if it's if it's put in the fridge right, if it's all mixed in, if you got enough sauce, and you got <laughs> sauce, and the noodles are doused in the sauce, uh, I think spaghetti can taste better the next day. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I like pasta. that spaghetti. You know, you put the tree cheese in there. It's a great whip up the next day. Sometimes it tastes better a day after when you fucking just put it in the fridge there. <laughs> yeah, you know, the last time I gave it to Paulie Walnuts and he said he had the shits for three days. <laughs> I told Frankie Kazoos to fucking get out of the kitchen, put the shit in the fridge and take it out tomorrow. <laughs> but he didn't fucking listen, so I put him in the bathroom. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Oh, spaghetti is great the next day, man. You uh, you mess with the Parmesan or no? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Parmesan. <laughs> Parmesan, where is that, bro? Yeah, no, nah, I used to fuck around, dude. When I was, oh <laughs> 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 uh, shit, It'd be at the restaurant, the dude come over and fucking, <laughs> you want some shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, you hit him with that, yeah. And then he fucking starts spinning the uh he starts spinning that long brown fucking brown round thing. And you oh, just I know all about that, yeah. <laughs> dude just start he tells you say when and you just fucking stay silent for a minute and all shit's covered in parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> shit's fire, man. You know what sucks though? Like when you buy it at home, it doesn't last very long in the fridge. You're yeah. Like, I like spaghetti, I really do. I like it with, you know, like uh um, a French French bread and a nice salad, but it lasts only like a month, dude. Every time, I always got to throw it out. So I don't I don't cook it that often. I usually do it like once a month. Yeah, yeah, and I think like pasta is kind of heavy too, man. Like, yeah, it, it definitely wears on you. Like, but I used to love it, man. When I was a kid, I could never get enough of it, dude. I think it just it affects me more now. Like it just it, oh, yeah. it weighs on me, bro. Yeah, for sure. That's, you know, sometimes with certain foods, less is more. You know what I mean? You have like a, just a little bit, not a big ass bowl like we used to. I mean, back then we basically ran on carbs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You need carbs. Don't get me wrong, but your metabolism's firing at all cylinders when you're younger. So I think you can, you know, just sit there and devour a big ass plate or bowl. Yeah. But, and then uh, you go out and run the bases or something or play freaking football and you're, you're fine. But like now if I eat a bowl of pasta, I'm just like, yeah, it's time to go to bed now at four. Yeah, I was just telling my boy back in the day in high school, we used to have Big Mac eating contests. I used to be able to put away like four or five. Oh my God, dude. Crazy. Damn. And just, you know, that was the last time I had a six pack, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, I used to throw down, but uh, I'm going to go with chili, bro. I mean, all kinds of chili, like turkey chili, regular beef chili. I like to make chicken chili. I might have to patent that one day, Philly's chili. Sounds good. It's got a nice ring to it. Facts. So, uh, yeah, I can't uh, can't give away all the you know ingredients and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I think chili's really good the next day. It's always good that day, especially like in the winter time, during football season in the fall winter. Um, it's always a go to for me. It just always tastes so good the next day, even when you just warm it up. 
I totally agree with that, man. Any anything that's like liquefied, almost it will stay good in the fridge. Do you? And you said you've had it with uh, with turkey before. Do you make it like that too, or or is it just? Uh, are you really? Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about ground turkey though. Okay, ground turkey. Yeah, because um, it's funny that you said that because I wanted to buy some ground beef the other day on Instacart. That's like a delivery service, so I don't have to like shop in the store. It'll bring it to you, but I couldn't find any ground beef. It was all turkey now, all um ground turkey. So yeah, yep. I was wondering, I'm like, I don't really want to use that to make my chili, but now that you said you've had it, like is it is it the same almost? Is it good? I actually like it better. I mean, something about I've been eating less and less beef, just red meat because I have high cholesterol and it's not great for your heart either, you know, too much. Obviously you gotta treat yourself. Love me a burger and you know, ribs and all all that shit. I do beef tacos but i try to supplement beef whenever with the ground turkey whenever i can i actually cook more of it okay all right so then now that you said that man maybe i'll maybe i'll try it with that does it cook faster yeah and there's less fat like i mean you probably should still drain it but like you'll notice there's not much fat that comes off it okay all right i actually made turkey burgers the other day too and they were they were fire I'm not going to lie. I had a turkey burger, and I was really surprised at how good it was, dude. Yeah, it's it's much lighter, um, packed with protein. So if you're working out and getting a good lift in, and, you know, beef is good too. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah, if you're looking for for supplements, I think it's a great, great way to start. And I, yeah. you, you won't, you're not really sacrificing taste because as long as you season it right and don't overdo it, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's a healthy um, – what am I look the word I'm looking for? Replacement, basically. Okay, cool. I'll I'll, I'll look into that because, like you said, man, I I do agree with that. I think it's good the next day. It's actually good for like a few days, to be honest. Chili, in the fridge. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can actually freeze it for I believe up to three months. Yeah, I know. When, listen, when I come through one time, you got to make some of that Philly's chili because I want to try that shit. I will. I will. Yeah, I posted a, a snap of it the other day. So many people were commenting on it, like, damn, bro, it looks so good. That's how you get that's how you get a lot of booze, you eh? A lot of booze, you eh? <laughs> <laughs> like I want some of that Philly's chili. <laughs> Philly chili, I know that name. Philly chili, I know that name. You want to All right. So next one is what can you say during sex but also at a family dinner? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I, I guess that would uh, that would work. <laughs> you come hang out with my family is totally acceptable. A bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, honestly, what what you could say at the dinner table and during sex is, I like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, tastes so good. <laughs> Who made that is so good. <laughs> Tastes so good. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> you know, I just got to mix it up a little bit, bro. Yeah, no, but I mean, to our listeners, though, they all know who we are now. So I think if anyone had us over for dinner, whether it's sex or dinner, bro, we go with a little oh. <laughs> Always oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's hilarious. Oh, shit. All right. So who is the best on-screen villain of all time? Best on-screen villain of all time. So this is all time. We're talking movies, 
TV shows, who do you think is the best villain? Just think of somebody you, you hate, you could hate though. You know what I mean? Not like, first one that comes to mind for me is Joker, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, but he's also like a fan favorite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, like, I, I'm trying to think of guys that I despise. You know what I mean? You just want to jump through the damn screen and ring them by the neck. Oh, man. Uh, you know what, dude? Shit. All right, here's the funny thing. I think I know what yours would be. Yeah? Yeah. I think I actually know what yours is. But I'm going to... And I could say that, too, because it's something that I'm thinking of. But um, I'm going to go with something else. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... um, Damn, what the hell is her name in the movie? Uh, Oh, oh, fucking Nurse Ratchet, dude. Nurse Ratchet Mm. from the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, man. I have never wanted to jump through a fucking movie so many times and, and kill her. Like, there's nothing about her I like, dude. No redeemable qualities. Yeah. I. But can I tell you who I think yours is? Yeah, please do. I'm, I'm very curious here. The Warden from Shawshank. Oh, man. He's right there, dude. He's right there. And I, I thought about saying him, but I'm actually going to go with uh, Negan from Walking Dead. Damn, I haven't even seen Walking Dead. Yeah, Negan. I, see, he was funny, but man, that those the first couple scenes where he takes the the bat, the barbed wire bat, to like two of the fan favorites, dude. It was just right from the get go. As soon as like they had this build up for him that he was coming, and he makes. I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but this is, this show has been out forever, so he basically lines them all up in a circle this crew and takes a freaking baseball bat bar- with barbed wire and smashes two heads in. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's pretty brutal. And he just, uh, but yeah, the warden from uh, Shawshank, he's, he's right up there too. That's a great one. It's crazy because for some, I, I never would even thought of it. Like to, I don't know why, like, I don't know where I was going, man. Cause once you said like just something, someone that you despise, that's the first person that came to my mind. And then I thought about how, you had chosen that movie as one of your favorites of all time, and I'm thinking, damn, dude, how how bad was that warden, though? He was an asshole. Oh, I couldn't stand that, dude. I mean, that smug look all the time, making Andy shine his shoes and shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude, but not, um... Yeah, I guess I gotta watch The Walking Dead. I mean, a lot of people love it. Yeah, it was it was better, like, in the beginning. It kind of definitely fell out of favor towards the end. Like, once uh, the main character, um, they kind of wrote him all out of the show, it definitely changed, and I lost interest. I actually stopped watching, like, the season or two after that. Damn. Yeah, man. Um, that's a good one, though. That's a good one. I was going to say Kathy Bates from uh, Misery, but... Um, Something about Nurse Ratchet, dude. And they just made a show about her, I think, when she was younger. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson, but the woman that played the nurse in that in that ward was fucking unbelievable, man. She was she was such a uh, such a just a bitch for lack of a better word. <laughs> just just terrible <laughs> terrible person. Another one I couldn't stand was. Uh... Hank from uh, Breaking Bad, the cop, and even though oh, yeah. like, 
Walt was a good guy or the bad guy. Like it was that reverse psychology. Like you're still rooting for Walt. You didn't want him to get caught. Yeah, I yeah. Not, I couldn't. I could not stand Hank, man. I kind of was thinking about Hank too. Like it's weird because he was a good guy, but when he, I don't. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not gonna say it for anyone that's not listening. But you know what I'm gonna say when he, you know, finally. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't mad about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a little bit of empathy there, but again, like you, you look at the whole body of work, you're like, nah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was kind of a prick too. Like even even when Walt was like, before Walt even turned into a bad guy, Hank was kind of a prick. Yeah, for sure. So it was kind of just like, uh, eh, whatever. Another great show. Yeah. yeah, for sure, dude. I love that show. All right. So what is one takeaway you have from surviving the current pandemic to this point? <clears throat> um, yeah, one of the takeaways from surviving this pandemic, man, um, is how much free time I have that I still waste. And, and um, it's really crazy, man, because I've seen a lot of, even on YouTube, I've seen a lot of people use their time wisely and build businesses out of just being reactors or content creators. And um, it's just shocking how much uh, freedom I've had that I've still managed to waste. You know, how much free time I've had that I've still managed to waste um, by sort of being jaded, you know, just getting used to it. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that goes for a lot of people as well. That's that's basically mine is just not to waste time, man. You know, like even when I was down and made sure I was, you know, COVID negative and you got a bunch of stuff done, man. You know, just uh, just continue pushing on just in a different way. You know, the way we move is definitely different, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I guess I always read and hear about, you know, how the most successful people, they're able to evolve and change and and. Not change, but adapt to change. Yeah. I think that's important. And I feel like, unfortunately, this thing is probably not going away. This is probably something we're going to have to be living with for a while. You know, so it's it's really the faster we can adjust to it and, you know, the better we can move and make moves and spend time with our, our loved ones and just do it the right way. Um, and it sucks, man, because, you know, we talk about it all the time, but about all the time lost and things we've missed out on. And it's just so different. You know, it sucks, but you got to try to make the best of it. You know, I mean, again, you look at third world countries and stuff and how bad they have it and how they got to go to business every day. And, you know, they wake up and they're under a microscope. You know, what I mean, it's just I don't know. This, this world's a crazy place, man. You know, I just, I'm always trying to find the positives and, and live life to the fullest. That's really, it's really opened my eyes though, through this whole thing. Yeah, man, I, it's crazy. Cause I think there's part of me that's been trying to downplay it a little bit and be like, you know, F it, if it's here to stay, like we got to get used to it and blah, blah, blah. And part, part of me still really does believe that, but I don't want to say that in a, um, insensitive way. I, I more or less kind of want to say that in a way where like you said like I just want to be more appreciative and more it's not that I'm saying it to be insensitive or that I'm not humble it's more of coming from a humble place like look man we kind of got away with 
um, we kind of got away with a lot of stuff and, and not being humble for a long time, just being mm-hmm. on this earth, being in this in this country specifically. And the fact that people are still against each other just blows my mind because this thing's not even humbling most people. And I think it should. It should just be like, look, man, whether whether it's really, really serious or whether a bunch of us are going to survive it or whether we're going to have long-term effects, um, we should just like kind of stop and look at each other and be appreciative that we made it this far and we've had so many freedoms here because, like you said, there's been third-world countries ducking bombs and all types of other crazy shit right when they wake from, from the time they wake up in the morning to the time they try to get some sleep. And uh, we haven't had to deal with shit until mm-hmm. now, and we're still bickering about it. So... If anything, it's like, man, just shut the fuck up and and try to be cool and and enjoy what you have and spend time with the with your loved ones and and live life to the fullest, dude. Start smiling, you know. Yeah, no, I feel that, and I thought that maybe going through all this would bring people closer together, you know, right, left, indifferent, whatever. But man, it was like craziness as soon as like things started opening up. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers are still fighting, still shooting and killing each other. You know what I mean? Like. That sense of humanity, I thought, I really thought maybe this would bring people closer together, but it really hasn't. And you're right. You're right on a lot of lines. You still see the same old stuff. And uh, I don't know. It's, that's why it's up to the people that have, you know, decent heads on their shoulders, that have influence, that can kind of move that needle in the right direction. <laughs> I, I really, I don't know what the answer is, bro, but it's going to take everybody to look in the mirror. You know, it starts with you. You yeah, yeah. It's 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 like I don't mean to laugh at it, but it's almost like, dude, I feel like Jesus could come back at this point. It wouldn't even make everybody see eye to eye. It's like people are just so <laughs> they're just so against each other. It's like even though there's a pandemic, it's not even about let's all be safe. It's no, we need to be safe this way. No, we need to be safe this way. And it's like yeah. Jesus, man, you, you can't even bring Jesus back and get everybody to get on the same page. It's it it's very strange, man. But uh. Well, yeah, because opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got them, and they all stink. You know what I mean? Like that's just facts, though. I wish I wish opinions were all like feet, pretty as fuck. <laughs> well, come on now, they all ain't pretty though, dog. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> well, at least we can make light and still laugh and joke, like all this shit that we're going through. So yeah. Yeah. You know, hopefully that rubs off on some people, man. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's what I got for the Phillies fives, but uh, I wanted to hit you with this other one. Um, there's an influencer I saw on the gram, uh, Bashari Katu. I really don't know much about this guy or what he does, but he uh, he brought up five jobs that will no longer be needed in the near future. You, uh, you care to guess what a couple of them are? Dude, I was just thinking about this. Um, uh, cashiers. I would say yeah. cashiers. Yep, that's actually the first one on the list. Yeah, cashiers. Um, and I was going to say... S- no, let me not. I was going to say servers. Um, nope, go ahead. All right, so number two is actually truck drivers, which I found this kind of fascinating. But, you know, with everything, all these new model cars and whatnot, they, they say truck drivers, this guy says truck drivers will be a thing in the past, um, which is really odd to me. Uh, I still feel like 
distribution, you know, um, I could see maybe warehouse workers, which is number three. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies are going to, you know, robots and, uh, they say they're more efficient and make less mistakes. Um, a lot of times, you know, not to bag on the union, but there's those that don't want to, you know, put out as much as they can. They feel that's why I think they want to continue just to keep the, the pipeline moving. Um, and number four is cab drivers. I mean, obviously with uh, with Uber and Lyft and stuff now, I just feel like that's just more of a transitional thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last one, which, yeah, I can see this totally, is travel agents because now I feel like you can just book anything online yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yo, but back to the warehouse ones real quick. So, like, you know how there was all that talk about Amazon and, you know, not – you know, um, not treating the workers right or, or them not getting enough benefits or whatever, you know, these mm. basically these Amazon warehouse workers. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think there's going to be a point where a position like that, where you don't need a whole lot of education um, and it is a labor job? I mean, but look, dude, I mean, I don't really know the details on this. So I don't want to sound ignorant as hell, but. I don't know really how many ben- how many benefits people get from like bricklaying or doing construction work or things like that, but there's a lot of physical labor jobs out there, even like roofing and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, do you think there'll get to be a point where, let's say they got all these robots now in these warehouses, do you think people that were once complaining about doing those jobs um, will now go back on their word because they they don't have the education to really do anything else and now they're basically going to be obsolete and out of work yeah i think they might because now it's like okay this was just you had this at your liberty right like you could get these jobs all the time and i mean i think right now clearly people need people to work but you can see that there there's a supplement coming you know there's ways to get around it and these jobs are going to probably get uh more scarce as the future goes on well that's crazy yeah. too because look at these especially look at amazon specifically right like how much money they have and yet how much money they would make how much more money they would make by not having to pay all these workers or benefits and they wouldn't even have to be yelled at anymore now because it's like hey no more labor laws we got robots doing everything so yeah. we don't even have to worry about all that you don't it's gotta pay robot eat- insurance yeah, but that motherfucker breaks down is gonna cost you an arm and a leg. Um, That's true, but they probably have they probably have pocketed services. Like, let's say they're probably going, they're probably outsourcing their robots. So now, yeah. if anything happens to them, the company's gonna come through and either swap it out real quick or make that fix because they're liable, and you just have to pay them like a flat rate fee to have however many robots. You know, yeah. I mean that's. Yeah. And then, or who knows, maybe they have a deal worked out where you get a discount on any Amazon, whatever, because you're using our business, we're using yours. And it's definitely going to be better than paying full-time workers uh, benefits. Yeah. Well, I know, like, even even in the sales industry, companies have gone to, like, automated systems based on numbers, right? Mm. And I can tell you from experience, it's hardly ever correct, though. That's why I feel confident in, like, a sales job. I don't feel like those can ever really go away. I, th- I still think you need a liaison because <clears throat> at the at the minimum because you can auto-generate and go up off history, and it might get more and more accurate over time, 
but seeing it firsthand, I mean, you're going to miss out on a lot as well. And you can't, it doesn't really take in the factor like, okay, end of the month, beginning of the month, weather, things like that. You know what I mean? All that stuff plays a role. Well, it's, it's nuts too, because I mean, and I know you're probably going to be like, why the hell is this dude using sports? But, uh, if you ever seen that movie Moneyball, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but they, it was basically about, um, it's about real life people. I, and I don't even have the story like all the way down, but maybe you can kind of fill in the blanks here, but it was basically about this time in baseball where they had come out with this program that was trying to use statistics to help build the perfect teams. Mm. And these people were the old school people were coming through and kind of find figuring out that like sometimes the computer is not going to be able to calculate certain things that you can actually see by looking at these players and like actually going there and seeing what goes on. And so, um, they were figuring out how to make like the perfect team. I, I, I can't even remember the details, but it's similar to what you said. It's like you kind of need to be there, man. You need a human being to see certain shit that, that computers can't see. Yeah, I think everybody in every business wants to go more analytical. And I maybe I'm just ignorant to, to all that. I don't know. But I think there's got to be a good mix of both. You know, you need that human element where you have rapport with customers, you have physical human relationships, you mm-hmm. know, where people know you. Cause I'll, I'll be honest with you in the sales industry, people buy the person, not necessarily the product all the time. Yeah. So if you're just shipping, like I've seen other companies do, they'll just walk away. They'll stop doing business with you. I see it every single day. Yeah. You know, so there's that too. Um, and then, you know, the bigger the company gets, the less they care, of course, but at the end of the day, man, I think that you got to find a median. You know, I, I I can't see just doing all auto auto generated, all you know, robotic labor. I mean, maybe way down the line, but not in our lifetime. I don't th- I don't ever see that being the day to day ops. I really don't. Yeah. I don't know, man. The future's scary, though. The future, the future is scary. I, I will admit there's a bunch of, oh, man, I wanted to ask you this question. Did you see about this artificial sun being launched in China? What? Yeah, dude, they launched an artificial sun into the sky so that they can power things with solar power. So they're trying to gain more... I mean, like they're trying to charge more things, like solar energy. Yeah, like just yeah, try basically to get more green. Yep, conserve energy by by having like their own artificial sun, dude. It's unbelievable. Wow. There was uh, actually Chris Brown was the one who shared it on his Instagram. He shared a video where I mean, there's thousands of people with their phones in the sky because everyone went to see it. It's the official launch, and it literally yeah. just looked like a star taken off from this from the the ground, dude, up into the sky. It's unbelievable. And it just floats up there in the just air? It floated right up there in the air, dude. They all float down here. It's fucking nuts, bro. <laughs> it's freaking wild, man. That's why I'm, like, dumbfounded right now. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, you look at the simplest of things. Like, I remember when internet first came out. Now we have, you know, Alexa, and we're doing a podcast remotely. You know, all these different aspects of technology, and it just continues and continues to grow. It's really amazing. 
Well, I can't lie, man. Like, I don't, I don't want to get like too crazy religious and stuff, but it does baffle me. I think, or I think it's actually funny how people can't grasp the concept of like a man walking on water, but yet you can talk to somebody and see somebody millions of miles away through a device that's made of glass and metal. I mean, I, mm. it, it's you know, you bust open your phone, dude. It's just glass and metal, bro. Like, right, but we, right. but we, we don't, we don't even really. We're just like, no, no, but it makes sense, and it's like it makes sense. You're gonna you're gonna see a bunch of pieces of glass and metal, dude. Like, how does it make sense to me? Like, I don't. We, you know, who knows, dude? We're, we're inventing new things by the day, but we're never using anything that wasn't already here for for since the beginning of time. And even if we create anything new, we're just manipulating things that we've already had. You know, so yeah. it, it it's like who knows how much. Do we know if we're creating new things or if this technology was already here in a different lifetime before the world was flooded? You know, it's kind of weird. It is. It's crazy to think about. Like, how how can we do this right now? You know what I, mean? <laughs> I know. I'm fucking I mean, looking at you, dude. You're in a different state. It's nuts. It's just, you know, people that are in a way higher pay grade than us, obviously, know. But, I mean, it's just, it's crazy for the average person to think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. And now people are making sons and it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? And 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 it's crazy though to think too, because like we can make people too. Like, but we 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 don't even think how nuts that is. We're just like, ah, but that's the most normal thing. And it's like, really though? You're right. Like we're right. making people. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I mean, would you ever date a robot? Um, would I ever date a robot? Depends on how she looked. <laughs> what, if, what if those robotic feet were on point, though? <laughs> oh, dude, if they're robotic, they better be on point, bros. I ain't fucking with some fucked up robot feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll be like, dip your metal toes in ranch. <laughs> in this spa. Probably can't take a shower with her, though. It's mad wild, man. I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess we're just along for the ride, bro. That's a fact. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. All right, well, let's get into it. It is now time for the feature presentation, the fives of the week. We're doing passions this week. So, Just James, I'm going to let you let it rip, bro. All right, I'm going to read off my five. So I got, um, I got writing. Uh, it's one of my passions, writing uh, just stories and things like that. Um, music, making music is one of my passions. Um, reading, working out now has become a passion of mine. And lastly, um, relationships, specifically uh, with my, my girlfriend. But even if I didn't have a girlfriend, it's like that's that's a big passion of mine is building a relationship. But not only that, I mean, I'm using that specifically, but it's also just means like strengthening the relationships I have with with the closest people around me. Love it, man. That that's so on point. What about yours, man? All right. So number five, I actually have working out too. This is something that it's I always find my way back to. You know, whether it be in the bedroom or the gym. You know, I like to work it out. <laughs> you know, I'm a passionate lover, ladies. Just so you know. But uh, no, I mean, I love when I feel great. I feel at my best mentally and physically, like when I'm in the gym working out or at home even. Yeah. You know, uh, actually last year I did a lot of my, my lifting and cardio at the crib, you know, in the garage in the summertime with the garage open. And 
um, yeah, just uh, that part of me will never go away. Just something I love to do. Even if I take little time off, you know, it, it's just good for the mind, body, and soul. Um, number four is creating, you know, whether it be this podcast or music in the past or writing, you know, like we talked about before on previous episodes, I wrote a short film in high school. I actually told somebody about it the other day and she was like, yeah, you should write another one. And I, I made me think like, cause I've been reading more lately, you know, and it kind of is bringing back those old juices on how to, you know, put things together and describe things and trying to up my vocabulary, you know? Yeah. Everybody knows I'm not the sharpest knife in a drawer, but, you know, I do have some good ideas and a lot of, I'm a creative person, so I, I need those outlets, I, I think. And uh, number three, I'm like you, man, relationships with family and friends. Uh, it's super important. Love getting together. Um, love, pe- love seeing people succeed, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, love sharing those laughs and memories and those good times, dude. It's just the things that I really cherish and, and, and I'm passionate about. Um, I think that's so important, creating those memories. Uh, number two would be coaching and sports, obviously. Uh, coaching has been a big part of my life, especially this last decade. Um, it's, uh, it's very rewarding, you know, being able to have an impact on uh, a young person's life and have them look up to you and appreciate that. Uh, it's very special, you know, seeing people grow. And I'm a competitive dude, too. You know, I, I think that's part of it. You know, sports has has helped me in life and the workplace, and I think it's just it's a all around passion of mine. And number one is is being a dad. You know, it's it's still something I'm learning at every day, trying to become better at. Um, it, we go through waves, right? You know, when you, I had a, a child young. I want to say I was twenty. Yeah, nineteen going on twenty. And you're young, you know, you're still a kid yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you start there, and then you, you, the early ages, the terrible twos, all all that. And actually, he was a great kid. You know, I was really lucky. He was a very good baby. Um, didn't get much sleep, you know what I mean? I don't think, like, most young parents don't, or parents, period, in those first couple of years. It's, uh, it's a rough. You ride that struggle bus for sure. And then uh, you see him grow, they're your buddy, and then, you know... You see the tide turning a little bit. They're trying to find themselves getting into high school. And then, like, it's like you're opening the birdie cage. Now you're letting them fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's a cool thing, though, you know, going through all those phases. And I'm glad I've I've been able to be there every step of the way. I know not everybody's that fortunate. Um, that's a sword I'll die on, though. You know what I mean? Not having a father. Uh, I should not. I shouldn't say that because I've had... You know, a lot of good father figures in my life. No, that's really dope, man. Um, that's actually one of the things that I'm most scared of. I think is not getting uh not getting sleep for multiple reasons in the beginning. Uh, like like number one, like because of fear. Like, mm-hmm. is my baby still breathing? <laughs> like in the yeah. crib, you know. Like I feel like that would be me. Like I'd be an overthinking psychopath. Like I'd probably want to sleep in the room with him. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. and then also like just when when the baby cries and you don't know what's going on, you don't know why you start freaking out. I just wonder like, do you ever get frustrated back then? Or like, was it, how bad was it, dude? Was it tough? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, shit, there's times I had to walk out of the room and just let them cry. You know what I mean? It's like, shit, I don't know what to do, you know? And then like, if she was at work, I'm like, well, 
you can't latch on to my nip, you know what I mean? So I don't know what, <laughs> I, don't know what I don't know what to do here, you know. Uh there's times I've fallen asleep playing Madden, bro. I actually have a picture somewhere of me playing Madden. Uh she came home from work and he's passed out on my chest. You know, just that tired trying to, you know, you you go to work and then you come home and it's it's nonstop, you know, and you got to be attentive and now they got, you know, the baby monitors and you know, all kinds of different stuff. But yeah, again, the human element, they want to be loved, you know, they want to feel, feel one of their parents. So uh, yeah, those first two years, dude, I, (laughs) I maybe with the right person, you know, I do it again, but it's not like something I'm seeking at this point in time again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, dude, like coming from a person who's like still scared to be a dad and stuff and like someone who also said, I think I said this when I was younger, like that I didn't want kids. And now um, I'm getting older and I'm starting to think about like how we can create a lot of things in this world. But I don't know if there'd be anything that I could create that would be better than a human being that I created or and that and that I um, was able to try to nurture as best I could and see my child go off and do whatever they're, they they want to do. Is that something that you kind of resonate with? Like, do you think that out of all your passions in the world or anything you created, do you, do you believe that your son is, is the best thing that you've ever created? I do because I, I, there's not a lot of things in life that give you instant gratification. That's definitely one of them, mm. you know, because from that point on, it was a life changing life event because now it's just like you okay your life is is so much more meaningful you're you're more impactful because you created a child you have an opportunity to groom them um and it's crazy how it just blows my mind how people can't be that way you know and people are non-existent you know what i'm saying i just can never level with that i just don't understand it and again like i said because where what i didn't have maybe i overcompensate at times but i'd rather again fall on that sword than be the opposite yeah do you uh you think that we're getting into a weird place right now where this is like kind of been on my mind lately but um we you know we're in a place where people are starting to choose careers over families or careers over their children like like literally deciding not to have children um because they're focused on themselves Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, man, like I always try to think back to the beginning. That's all I can do because the beginning is important. How do we get here? What are we here for? There's not one species that doesn't like want to procreate. Like, because if you don't, we'll fucking all die off. So right. I understand that we're at a place where we can pick and choose what we want because we're superior beings and we're human beings and all that. And we're very intelligent. But do you think it's kind of weird that some people are choosing careers? over like family and children like uh over like reproducing that um you know like being that being that careers are man-made and they weren't always around that they're kind of a social construct and that biologically we're kind of all put here to reproduce and continue what we are no you're absolutely right that's that's what we are here for and there was a great um it's funny you bring that up because there's a great quote actually from Elon Musk who said, your employer would advertise to fill your job role by the end of the month if you died, but your loved ones, chosen family, and friends would miss you forever. Don't get too busy making 
a living that you forget to make a life. Mm. And that was just, it's so powerful. It's so true. Like to me, I feel that all the way, bro. Like, yeah. And it's okay. Like every individual has the right to choose. But if you have kids, to me, that's got to be your top priority. You know what I mean? And, and again, you got to put food on the table. Um, you know, if you're with somebody, you got to work together, find that middle ground, find, you know, whatever works, whatever formula works. Um, and if you're too different, then I think it's important to just realize that and move on. You know what I mean? And find somebody that's more alike, you know what I mean? That you find more common ground that way it's a less toxic situation. You know what I'm saying? I think that's important too. Well, and I feel people, I feel for people that, you know, either can't have children physically because of problems and are also um, for people that really just don't want children. Like, I, I understand that this is like a thing that um, people might just personal choice. They don't want to have children. Um, yeah. And I think that's perfectly fine. But do you think that there's there's sort of like added pressure now to be great and make some sort of great impact in society and leave something behind that will sort of um, stop people from looking at the important things in life, like having a family or starting one or um, like, like what, what would you say to somebody that doesn't want to have kids, but still kind of questioning it? Do you think that there's something they would lose out on if they ultimately decided not to have children and um, miss the window of opportunity? It's one of those things, if you know, you know. I mean, you can't, if you're on a path and you feel strongly about that, and again, if that's a passion of somebody's to to leave a mark and, you know, they're not going to leave, you know, they're just going to leave uh, no, no stone unturned to, to accomplish that, that person's driven. You never want to take away someone's drive either. So I do feel like, like I think about my name, like my son gets to carry my name on. He's the last boy in the family. That 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 legacy, that part's important to me. Um, so that might matter to some people, you know. But not everybody gets the opportunity. Not everybody meets that person, and it just it just doesn't work out. And it it doesn't um, take away from that person's life significance. You know what I'm saying? I think you know we're all here for different reasons. And, you know, some people find that reason, some people don't. Um, it's being able to create a child and, and see that through is, is very special, but you can still live a fulfilling life, you know, not doing that too, you know, as long as you're happy and doing it for the right reasons. For me, you know, obviously, you know where I stand. Um, like for you, I think, I know you've talked about it being a dad. You've been able to do all these these cool things. I think you'd be great at it. But don't ever feel that if it doesn't work out that, you know, your life is any less significant, man. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate For sure. that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's just a special thing. And like I, like I said, I feel for those people too. So I know people personally that have struggled with that. And that would make great parents too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just really unfortunate. And there's obviously all kinds of alternatives, but then you got to ask yourself, okay, like if you couldn't have kids, would you go that alternative route? Like get a surrogate or adopt or things like that? I mean, power to those people that do things like that too, because that gives 
a human being a chance, you know what I'm saying? Instead of growing up in the, uh, in foster care, not saying all foster parents are bad or anything, but you know what I mean? Gives them a, a better chance. Yeah, I agree. So do you think you would go that route? Like if you couldn't, if I couldn't, um, yes, yes, yeah. I think I would. I think I would, man, because, um, you know, it, it, it's, there's so many children out there that don't have parents and that don't have people that love them. And, um, I think that's just one of the best things you can do. I mean, I think one of the best things you can do, period, is have enough respect for human life itself and not play around with with making children firsthand if you if you you're not going to fucking be around and take care of them. I think that's that's just some shitty way of living. Yeah, 100%. Um, but also like now that a lot of damage has been done and there's like tons of kids out there that are in the system and don't have parents. Um, I think one of the best things you can do if you can't have your own is, is adopt and 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 give those children unconditional love like like they were your own, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you think uh, would you prefer a boy or a girl? Um, or does it, it not matter? It, it's weird. I I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Um, but it's it's very strange. Uh, it, it's so weird because I feel like as a guy. You would think I'd want a boy, but I actually like feel like I I think there's something to be said about a father and a daughter's um, relationship. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's very important um, for a woman that that when she was a child, the bond with her dad was there. Like I think that you know being like the first man that a, a little girl. Is, has in her life to love her unconditionally and, and treat her and show her what it is to be treated by a man is is like super important. Yeah, for sure. So I think there's something about that. Um, and to that point, I think you can, we probably both met a lot of women who haven't had those relationships with their fathers and how it affects them too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really crazy because my current girlfriend now has a really, really, really strong bond with her dad. And mm-hmm. I think that that's like so amazing to me. Like she's, she just holds him so high. It almost reminds me of how I feel about my dad. Mm-hmm. But just that, that, um, that daughter and father bond, it's just to see it. And then also my mother was, was the same way with her dad. So, you know, just kind of growing up and with my mom and, and, you know, like just hearing her talk about her dad, it, it just really lets me, let me know how important that bond is. So, and then now, you know, talking to my girlfriend and the way she talks about her dad, it's, it's really amazing. And I just think that, um, even before I met her, I was like, man, you know, I know if I had a daughter, just how important it would be to be that, that good guy in her life. Yeah, and I, I I totally got a chance to witness that firsthand. You know, after my grandfather passed away last year, I could tell how deep the relationship was with my grandfather and my mom. Because mm-hmm. I, I can still see how much it affects her. And, um, you know, she would call me at times very upset. And she would just talk about the memories. And it was always good and happy. And he just had that, that comforting presence. And he had he had that effect on a lot of the family, but you can just tell there was something different there. You know, they they had that strong bond, that strong relationship. So, 
it's important, you know. Um, I think I always wanted a girl too. I always wanted more kids, you know. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, I've had to make peace with that, you know, and that's okay. Um, I have one, and he helped change my life. Um, always, I grew up with three younger brothers, so crazy ass house, you know, wrestling, throwing shit, breaking shit, getting into trouble, driving my, you know, my mom nuts. So. Um, shout out to you, Ma. I love you. I know you listen to the show. Um, I know I put you through hell, but I'd do anything for you and, uh, love you to death. He's one of my best friends, man. And couldn't have been, uh, couldn't have made it this far without her. You know, I know my, as a son, my relationship with my mom, it's, uh, it's really important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you can agree with that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like my mom's my rock and everything. And she's like, we're getting closer to older I get. I feel like, or just at least like my love for her never, it's unbreakable, man. It's nuts. And it's funny. (laughs) My mom wants you to shout her out, man. She's like, she's like, how come I'm getting all this love from Grandmaster B and Philly's not shouting me out? (laughs) She's like, what I do to him? (laughs) Ma, you know, I love you. I know you comment on my Instagram. You know, I love you too. So don't lie. I'm not hating. I love you to death. You're my second ma. There you go. Love you, ma. There you go, ma. (laughs) There's the shout out right there. I told her, I was like, yo, he never really gets a chance to talk. There's four people on the podcast. He's got to facilitate. I'm like, he don't get a word in, man. Between you, Grandmaster B and Hollywood, I just, I'm just here counting freaking chips, man. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just here to serve it up softballs, you guys, man. You guys do your damn thing. But no, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love everybody on the show and you know mom's great you know I remember when uh they they get together you know i think it was last summer or the summer before had such a good time she's such a sweetheart always been nice and um yeah love her to death man yeah no i'm really glad that my mom met your mom too because she loves she loves your mom for sure yeah and hopefully when um i don't know what normal is anymore i don't even know where to begin but i just hope that you know there's there's more times like that in the future no, there will be. There will be, for sure. Yeah. I see that tat, though, man. Let me see yeah, that real so, quick. <clears throat> got me a lion. Oh, yeah. That's fire, dude. That looks like it took a minute. Yeah, a little over three hours. Wow. I was ready to tap, dude. I was ready to tap out at, like, the two and two and a half hour mark. It was, uh, <laughs> it was starting to hurt, but that's a centerpiece to a half sleeve I'm doing, so... It's far from done yet, but I got a big, obviously a big chunk of it done. That's fire, dude. I like that a lot, man. It's very, Appreciate very well drawn, too. Appreciate it. Yeah, the artist uh, we go to, Brian, over at Independent Inc., I told him I shot him out. I told him about the podcast last night, actually. Yeah, it and, looks uh, that looks amazing. It looks amazing. Actually, I was going to try to go to him for something um, when I was there, but he was all booked up. I wanted to get Frank, I wanted to get Boris Karloff on my arm, dude. By the time he hit me back and told me <laughs> told me where he was, I was like, dude, I can't I can't even do it. But um he his yeah. artwork's crazy. Yeah, no, he's nice, man. He uh he does a lot of good work and actually a lot of the family goes to him. So hey, whenever you come back around, maybe, you know, when you pop in, if he's available, get something done. I, I it's addicting, man. I mean, like there's times like last night I'm like, shit, I don't even know if I want it anymore, dude. This shit hurts. But now I'm like looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at it, and it's like it doesn't doesn't hurt right now, you know. I'm like, yeah, and I'm thinking all these other ideas I could do. Um, yeah, I never thought I'd have as many as I do, but it it all tells a story. It's all meaningful, and I really don't give a shit what people think. So, uh, you know, if it means something to you, I don't think you can ever go wrong. 
Yeah, man. I uh, Sometimes I look at my skin and I'm like, I don't know if I want to cover it all up because I'm like, what if I couldn't see my skin again? But then I, lo- I look at artwork and I love how it looks. So it's it's I have like this weird battle, but I kind of think I'll get more. I kind of feel like I'm on the I'm, I'm going to get more. I'm on that path a little bit. So either way, yeah. I think I'll be it's it's fine. But I love the artwork, dude. I love it. Yeah, for sure, man. It's a cool thing. Just it's a form of expression. You know, it's uh, it's definitely art. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's I probably could have put that on there, too, because I just I keep going. I keep saying I'm going to stop, but I keep going. But I just want to do the two half sleeves and I'll, I'll be content. Yeah, I mean, both, every everything is dope, dude. All the all the art I've seen you get now is just really dope. It's all coming together really nicely. For sure, man. Well, you got anything in closing, brother? Um, nah, man. Just said I love you, bro, and I uh, miss you, and I can't wait. I can't wait to come back uh, and visit and do the podcast in person again and see you guys and joke and laugh, man. Yeah, I can't wait. We'll all have to get together. Hopefully, maybe try to get the fam together. Love you too, man. Thanks for joining tonight. Glad we can knock this thing out and make some time. Uh, stay healthy out there. Continue to take care of yourself, man. And, uh, you know, be COVID, fuck COVID, all that good stuff. <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. We're taking over 2022, though, man. We're, we're, we're going to just continue to do bigger and better things with the podcast. So, and, and I just wanted to say I appreciate all the listeners, too. Yeah, absolutely. So our first episode of the year and uh, we're off and running. So remember to hit us at fives of the week podcast at gmail.com. Send audio messages also on Instagram if you can. Facebook, Instagram and on TikTok. Love y'all. Be good. Peace.